You're listening to South Bend Beat, produced by Alpha Dog Podcast. This week on South Bend Beats, Leslie's back. Leslie Pinson, still all about community, still bouncing around making sure people are happy and having a good time. And this this conversation went all over the place. We talked brain scans, OCD, dogs, um, recreational activities. We It, it kind of went everywhere. Leslie's awesome, and I believe this was her fourth, fifth time back on. So it, it, it was a good one. And as you've heard from Leslie and myself, Martin's is awesome. Martin's Supermarkets. Check them out at martins-supermarkets.com. Get your groceries there. Uh, Speaking to community, they love community, and they are always willing to help. Enjoy this episode with Leslie. (laughs) Don't even need the computer opening notes with you. We're good to go. All right. Leslie, what's up? Oh, man. Just right off the bat. That's such a loaded question. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like... It doesn't really matter when you are asked that question. It's probably always a loaded question. It is. Oh, my gosh. There's like 18 million things. You've been on uh, probably more times than I count now. Um, I think this is my fourth time. Fourth time? Yeah. Which makes makes sense for the amount of seasons. So Yeah. Uh, four times for four seasons. Uh, you always have something a little. So I'll say always something a little different going on when you come on. But <laughs> always like me. Always kind of. <laughs> In the same arena, though? Yeah, community. It's community and Connection. connecting people. Yeah. It's always, like, in that arena, 100%. but at the micro level. Yeah. It's a little bit different, so. I love that observation. Yeah. Thank it's, you, Kyle. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> That's what, That's what <laughs> I'm snorting what a, already. <laughs> We're, like, two minutes in, and I'm full on snorting. As far as people connecting and community, mm-hmm. what does that currently look? Actually, not even currently. What's the last year look like? Yeah. Um, a great question. So within the last year, um, last time I was on the podcast, I was actually working for, for an organization called rise regional innovation, startup education. And I was teaching mindfulness and entrepreneurship. And I did that for a year and I always knew, and one of my dear friends, Iris Hamill, she started that organization and it's wonderful. And they're going statewide and there's so many I just saw you on a slideshow of Arise Kid on Tuesday morning. Yes. You were one of the judges, weren't you? Yep. Yeah. Which slideshow would that have been? Cal Grable. Yep. Because I was an advisor for his sports photography. Yep. 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 Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I knew that I energetically, I always knew that was going to be for a season. And about October of last year, so fall 2021, very quickly, my inner, and I'm a big energy person. I think that's something that like You're within the, four, I am a big, big energy person. Um, in the last four years, that's opened up a lot. So like how I speak now is probably not how I was speaking four years ago. It was always a part of my life, but I'm just a lot more aware of it now. But my energy was like, this is, this is not where you are supposed to be right now. And I actually needed to leave the organization to clear up space for them to find who they needed to be. Because here I am teaching entrepreneurship. 
and I have this big vision and this big dream that I've been working on for 15 years. And it was like, get out and do your thing. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't stand in front of a group of students and teach them to follow their heart when I wasn't following mine. And so it was like heartbreaking to leave these students who I just had come to adore, even in just two months. But, um, but I did. I quit my full-time job to do my thing full-time. And like that entered me into this, what I'm calling <laughs> a dark night of the soul. A dark night of the soul. <laughs> like your your life is a novel. It is with very it is. <laughs> with very um, creative specific chapter titles. I it yeah. feels like I am telling a story, and my I am living this life that feels like a a, a book. Um, and yeah, it led me into this season of it feels it felt like everything. I'm, I turned thirty seven last fall too, so everything I learned or had my behaviors, my beliefs, everything up until 37 got me to where I was and I was grateful, but it wasn't, it was very clear to me that this is not what's going to take me further. And so it was just a season of like, what are the beliefs that I actually need to shed? What are the patterns, the behaviors, what really like my shadow side is, is what this was. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're glazing over I'm getting into I won't get too deep into that but um, might as well I know so uh it was I and I knew I just needed to be present and it was funny I quit my job like security right thinking my my things were gonna start quickly they did not like and I and it was it was weird I, I knew they weren't supposed to like I thought they were gonna start but then after like I was just meant to be present um I don't want to start crying if I go down this route but that's okay. Dogs. I know we have our dog babies. It's. I had a long night the other night with Deuce, starting to I get know. that, and then you went through that. What was it, about a month? Probably over a little over a month, maybe. For Eli. For Eli. January. January. All right, man. All right, yeah. It seems like it was very. And Eli, you had had for fourteen and a half years. Fourteen. He and was a half my years. little soulmate, pug baby, and I'll tell you what was interesting. So in May of last year, he had an episode. Uh, well, when he was eight, I found out he had cancer. And it's these skin tumors called mast cell tumors, and they they can be fatal. And he's had surgery twice, and it was to the point where, like, he just kept getting these bumps. And I didn't want to put a senior dog through surgery, and it's expensive. Right. So I just yeah. stopped, and we've been living on love. But last April, May, he was he had this episode, and I was he was he it looked like he was having a seizure, so I took him to the emergency vet. I was convinced he was dying and the cancer had grown and metastasized and it was like ravishing his little body. And my doctor, his, his vet was like, Leslie, this is an allergic reaction. The, the tumors <laughs> that are infected gave him some antibiotics and he, w- and he was okay. <laughs> and then the vet proceeded to tell me, typically the way that this cancer works is it will just continue to come back as it is. And his were low-grade non-spreading. And I'm like, holy shit, why didn't anyone tell me this six years ago? Like, I have been waiting for him to die. All of the, like, emotional baggage that comes with it. And And we lived a very present life, but, like, I've literally been waiting for the cancer to come and take him. And I would say in May. And it's always played a background role in how, like, your day-to-day. Yes. And in May, we stopped waiting to die and we started living. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, like, literally inseparable. Um, if I, I did travel for work a couple times last year, and 
one time I was going to be gone for 12 days, I drove him home to Texas so he could stay with my parents. And uh, there's a funny story. When my parents retire, I will tell this story publicly. My parents almost killed him. That's a longer story. He got into something he shouldn't have. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing. It's, it's a really funny story. I feel like I'll tell that later. Okay. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you? I can see the. I can see you're you're going back and forth in your head. Like, right? I don't think the chances of my parents listening to Southman be. Why don't you change names? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Call them uh, Slad and Slum. Okay. Yeah. So, um, my parents. I drove my dog. Yeah. Eighteen hours home for safekeeping, and <laughs> to be with people that loved him, and. Um, he's down there. This was after, oh, I'd switched up his food and he like had an ax. He like pooped in the car. <laughs> it was just a rough trip for poor Eli. Yeah. <laughs> Long road trip. Okay. Um, and I'm in California and I get a text message. I'm teaching. I was out there for Pure Bar. I was teaching a class and I get out of class and I see this text message from Jerry. I'm, hell, it's my dad. I'm just, I was going to make up a name. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> Jerry's out here catching shrapnel. I'm not going to be able to remember (laughs) names. So um, for my dad, and he goes, less. No. Yeah, less, comma, space. Give me a call when you get this. Who sends a a text message like that? You never like to get that text message. No, and I immediately think, what's wrong with Eli? Like, I just knew it. Maybe that's mother's intuition. But I just knew something was wrong because it was the way in which he worded this text. So I call him. And he asks me, hey, has Eli ever lost function in his back legs? And I'm like, what? No, like he's old, he's arthritic. And, you know, sometimes I can tell like his joints hurt, but like lost function, no. And he goes, well, I'm a little concerned. He seems really wobbly. And I think he's had an accident. Have you had this, said this public at all or even told Tina? You know, Deuce is going through this right now. Okay, well. High legs. I guarantee you it's not. <laughs> no, yeah, we figured it out too, but it's like, yeah, so, it's crazy. But for a senior dog. Yeah. And so my dad gets on the internet and he's Googling. Oh, geez. And so he's telling me that he's looked up and senior pugs can have this affliction. Yep. And I'm halfway across the country and not scheduled to be back for another five days. And I am just beside myself thinking my dog is in decline. We had just a month earlier had that episode where I thought he was dying and um, and so my dad's really concerned. We get off the phone and I'm just like sobbing. I'm like in California. I'm at the place that I'm staying. I'm like crying and looking at all my photos of Eli, like just, you know, feeling all the emotions. And, um, later my dad calls and he like shows me Eli and he is wobbly and it's like, oh my gosh, I think he just peed. I'm like, what is going on? And then my dad proceeds to tell me, well, actually I'm going to tell you a story and you're either going to think it's I'm we're really terrible or it's really funny. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. What? Well, so my parents the night before had gone out to dinner and they'd had some wine. They had a couple bottles of wine with friends. They came home. They had another bottle of wine. Living it up. Living it up. Not normal that. And then <laughs> this is where it gets a little like there might have been some plant medicine. Yeah. That I might have given them. <laughs> yeah. Plant medicine. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that they went to find. And they 
I mean, after three bottles of wine, this is, I mean, this is the great time to <laughs> to get into plant medicine. <laughs> Anybody knows that is not the like. Anyways, they went to look for it, and a little bit later, they noticed Eli was kind of couldn't stand up very well. And then they realized Eli had gotten into the plant medicine. It's like the dog Eli was stoned. He's like Eli <laughs> was stoned. He's like the dog from Road Trip. Yes, <laughs> yes. Sense, and I'm like, why did you start looking up seizures for dogs? And like, you knew exactly what it was, and it was, oh my gosh! Well, they're probably telling themselves like, surely it's not that. Yeah, there's some kind of explanation. Yes, that's not tied to that. To, to their like malfeasance um, as parents, because you know that's the last <laughs> thing they want to. Oh my like, gosh! Lure, my, lures the same way. Yeah. Like he could mess something up with the dogs. The last thing he wants to do <laughs> is, to is make that call yeah. and be like. Listen, this happened. Instead, yeah, like it was my fault. Is there anything else that yes. I can? Is it his natural decline? <laughs> no, he was stoned. My dog was stoned, and um, yes, he is. So Eli he, went down to Texas to have a good time. He did have a good time, and my gosh, I. This is gonna sound like my parents are just absolutely out there. They're out there in the best of ways. They're the most loving people, and they love Eli. Loved Eli so much. They were the best grandparents. My dad and Eli before Eli lost his hearing. We would FaceTime specifically for those two to communicate. And they would speak to each other. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, like Eli knew the FaceTime, like, and he knew it was Pops. And I mean, the bond that my parents had with my dog was just absolutely beautiful. So I tell that story um, in good fun. I love them. I don't hold them. uh, I don't, I'm not mad about that. But anyway, so going back to Eli's kind of journey. He and I did everything together, and um, when I left Rise, I had this intuitive feeling that I just needed to be home, and I, like, even, I normally drive with Eli home to Texas over Christmas, and I told my parents, I'm supposed to be here. Will y'all come up for Christmas? And they did, and it was, like, to the point where I was home so much in November and December that I would talk to people about it and be like, what's going on with my energy? This is not like me to be so, such a homebody. Um, and on my birthday, November 24th, I um, was driving back. A friend had gifted me like an overnight stay at a uh, really cool hotel in New Buffalo. And I was driving home and the girls who had stayed with Eli said he'd been throwing up. And I get home and he's like kind of in this weird state where he is super uncomfortable, he's throwing up, he's lethargic, and so I call the emergency vet, because I'm like, this is it, and they, um, they get him in, but prior to that, we're, I'm sobbing again, and I'm on my kitchen floor next to him, and I keep asking, like, him, his spirit, like, is it time, is this it, do I need to let you go, and I couldn't hear a yes or a no, but all I could see was my attachment to him, and I knew in that moment, energetically, like, I've got to start letting him go. And I don't know what it lo- what it means to love him without attachment, but I need to figure that out. And that was on my birthday. Uh, but they went into the doctor, and they still couldn't figure anything out. Like, he had blood work done. He had x-rays. No one could really figure anything out. We thought it might have been maybe the anchovies that I'd given him. Mm-hmm. Um, so food-related. And then come January, it was January 22nd, and it was a Friday night. And he was in that same kind of, he'd thrown up. But again, I thought it was from something he ate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I knew something was up. 
for six months intuitively. I knew something was up. I, he was licking things. I was Googling it. I was reading all about it. I even read somewhere it said kidney failure. But the way my intuition works is when I'm supposed to know something, I will feel it. And I, I didn't feel a connection to kidney failure. But that Friday night, he was in this state, and I just, it was very clear I need to take him to the vet again. And he had blood levels and a urine analysis done then. And the guy was like, he is in severe kidney failure. And and I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, let's have him overnight. Like, this is a, let's get his, give him some electrolytes, give him water, get him hydrated. And the guy was like, I mean, we'll bring him in, but this would be like three days. I wasn't allowed in space. So that would have been me passing Eli over for three days in this And if he goes in that time, he's scared, he's alone. Yeah. yeah. And that was like unfathomable to me. I couldn't imagine sending my baby alone into this sterile environment without me when he's sick and possibly dying. And it was, ooh, it was then that I knew that I needed to um, take him home and and prepare for uh to release him and that was the hardest thing I think I've ever had to do and it was it all happened within 24 hours and it was one of those things I was kind of like mad at my intuition I was like why didn't I know why didn't I know that he was in kidney failure and it was just very clear because I wasn't meant to know because we lived in love and I like wouldn't have been in that state Mm -hmm. if I was so anxious about him dying like, it took me out of that fear mentality, and I was just present with him. And I was at home. And that made his last days all the better, yes! too. Yes! Yeah. And it was like, it felt like this, like, man, he was absolutely a soulmate of mine. And a little backstory: I got him when I was 22 and terrified of being alone. So I'd grab all of my college roommates. We lived together. There was four of us. We graduated in, or they graduated in May. I might have failed some classes and I studied abroad. (laughs) (laughs) So I was a little behind graduating in August. And so I lived in my house by myself for one month. I had new girls coming in July, but June, I was by myself for the first time in my life. And it was terrifying. And I hated it. And impulsively, I bought a dog. I wasn't even supposed to have animals. And I bought a dog. And that was Eli. And so I bought him out of fear. And we grew, I learned how to, a, a mother like with this dog and I've learned so much from him in the 14 and a half years and when I knew he was leaving it triggered that fear and I'm like oh shit I'm gonna be alone again and that was there was so much fear in that right him not being there meant I was alone and so he passed on a Saturday night and Monday I was like moving around to the apartment getting ready for an appointment that I had and I'm like moving around my apartment and I'm thinking oh my gosh I'm alone and it kind of like sunk in and it then it hit me and I'm okay and then it hit me my grief shifted into gratitude that's his little presence in my life took me from fear into this deep knowing that like I'm not alone I will never be alone and he like almost worked on my heart in that way for me to know that and like he was my little teacher like he's an effing dog but they are so, animals are so beautiful. If we, like, what if we looked at the world around us as, like, everything's our teacher? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that is, like, oh, my gosh, what are we missing out on? 
Like, that was Eli for me. Because I, I was a 22-year-old shit when I got him. Like, I wasn't paying attention as him as my teacher. Like, he was just a dog to have a dog because I was afraid of being alone. But, like, where he left me and his presence in my life over that 14 and a half years, oh, man, such a gift. So that's my Eli story. And he is... Yeah, my greatest teacher thus far in love. And uh, he just happened to be a 14 and a half year old <laughs> little chunk of love. Eli was the man, though. He I remember was. The, uh, his, his birthday, and we went by oh banging yes. uh, birthday song by Two Chains. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it was, um, I have to tell people this. So in the pandemic, the height of the pandemic, it was April 24th, was his birthday. And it's 2020. And my friends catch word that Eli was having a birthday. And I remember telling my roommate, this was back when, like, all the drive-by birthdays were the thing. And I was like, this is so stupid. <laughs> I remember saying, like, these, like, I don't get it. Why are people doing these drive-by birthdays? Like, I just think they're dumb. And then, sure as shit, on April 24th, my roommate coordinated with a group of my friends. And she got me and Eli outside and there's like five cars driving by with signs and balloons for my dog. <laughs> and I could tell by the look on your face, you didn't think drive-by birthdays no, were stupid anymore. No, I'm crying. <laughs> yeah. And like, I have a video of Eli. He's like out in the street chatting with people. And it's like, I guarantee you he knew it was for him. Mm -hmm. And he could feel that. And it was just, yeah, it shifted me out of that kind of cynical perspective of drive-by birthdays. Are I'm you a big fan considering a new dog anytime soon? Not at all. Okay. I think one of the gifts he gave me was freedom. So I, like, his peace of mind and his care was so top priority for me. Like, I wouldn't go places because, unless he could go with me. Um, and that's one of the big things. And that had, I mean, that, if you're looking for silver linings, that has to be a silver lining too. Yeah. Like, I, I'm kind of taking that mindset with Deuce. Like, he's he's had a long, full life, and when he does go, like, Right now, it's like this med at this time, refill this medicine. Can't when There's you travel, it's like do this, this, and this. Yeah. And it's like I want to hang on to him as long as possible. But there yeah. will at least you can start to see silver linings. Yeah. And it's when Eli was what fourteen and a half, and he knew about medical issues leading up to it. Like you get to ramp up to that emotionally. Yeah. Rather than like something happened, yeah. you know, when it's six. And or they seven. tell you. I think if you're listening, they tell you when they're ready to go. Mm -hmm. And that's what I just had to keep leaning into. And it's like understanding our attachment and we want to hold on to them but holding on to them because going back to Eli's passing like I brought him home Saturday morning and expected to do an in-home euthanasia service on Monday nobody could come sooner and so I was just like I was holding on to this like maybe he can hold on until Monday because then it's peaceful and that and was a you home. thing rather than an than an Eli thing yeah and it was like as his little body just started to like decline I was like oh gosh I can't that, that's me. That's not what he needs. And so, yeah, we had to do the emergency vet again. But, yeah, I believe they'll tell you, like, when. A little deucey. He's a fighter. Yeah, so I had a long night with him. It was the situation you mentioned where, like, going through the photo album. And it's like a week ago. He didn't want to come up the stairs anymore. And then he'd get to the top of the stairs like his back legs would give out. And, like, man, the. As you know, he's been in and out of the hospital a million times. And um turned out to be a B12 deficiency, which is yeah. pretty easily remedied. But, like, he's, I mean, he's getting older. And diabetic dogs, you never know. So, like, you have to start emotionally ramping yeah. up to that. Yeah. Um, 
which I think is, but like if, if a dog lives a long life, you know, 10 plus years and then they go out like with people that love them, I think that yeah. you can't really ask for a whole lot more. No, you can't. Um, and you guys are doing everything you can in terms of giving him care, like the level of care he's needed. That's true. For he's well, like, even last time he crashed with diabetes and we were going to the emergency vet, um, and it was like, I just don't, if he goes, I don't want him to be scared when he goes, mm-hmm. like in that state of mind. Because at that, we're panicking, we're trying to give him food, we're trying to get to an emergency vet. Yeah. And you could tell that probably scared him more than Well, guess being what? He's, he's ta- off, definitely feeding off of your energy. Yeah. So it's like, if we're panicking, then he's panicking and like, don't want him to go in that state. Yeah. Like, get him. I. So it's just taking care of him. And we actually, the other day, uh, we were thinking about like travel this fall. And we were maybe going to run by you, pet Mm. sitting duties. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, there is a new service that I just signed up for. It's called Trusted House Sitters. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. I feel like we need to talk about this. Because our issue is we we have pet sitters that we love. And we'd use Mm -hmm. them either way because they know the insulin and stuff. Yeah. But still, that's limited to we're coming up for 20 minutes. Then we're coming for 20 minutes. Yeah. Would love a house sitter. Yes. Okay. So there is this service. You pay like if you're the person with a house. Okay. It's $120 a year. If you're a person, so it's, it matches, it's a matching service. So think like dating, but like for people who love to travel, who have animals that they love and want them taken care of in their home, matched up with people who love to travel, who also love animals. And want somewhere to stay. And want somewhere to stay for free. So both sides of the equation, it's like you pay $120 a year. I've got a girlfriend who started doing this because she's a, she can like work from anywhere. She's a consultant. She was in Lake Como, Italy last year. She's going back to Park City, Utah for the fourth time in the last year, staying at this beautiful house on the edge of a nature preserve. She was in, like, Laguna on the beach in California. Let me, she was just in London. Let me run this by you, though. Yeah. I love South Bend. Yeah. I, probably oh, more, you're like, who's going to want to Probably more than most. <laughs> How likely is it I match with somebody I that would like to spend a week in South Bend? I think there's... Definitely. Okay. There's so much going on here. I'm, and y'all's new house? Holy Toledo. I, because that would be like really ideal. Like can still bring in, and I'm even going to give them a shout out. No free ads, but a free ad. We use yeah. Amber's Pampered Pets for yeah. house sitters. They are fantastic. They're unreal. Yeah. Um, but they could come in like when Deuce, when it's time to eat, he needs food, he needs insulin, he mm-hmm. needs a few pills, he needs eye drops. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So they can come in and do that twice a day. But all those, all that time in the middle. I would just love to have a house sitter there because, like, he has the sensor. He can scan him for diabetes, make yeah. sure he's good. Yeah. Because without that, you know, I'm a very anxious person. Mm-hmm. I I have trouble, like, disconnecting and enjoying myself on vacation. Absolutely, because you're so worried. Because I'm worried about the dog. Wrapped up of what's... Yeah. Saying, like, a camera in the living room, but if he's not on <laughs> camera, like, I, my mind is like, well, he's obviously dead in the office. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so it's... Having that there, yeah. like, even if, like, with a price tag attached, you can't really put a price on, like, okay, well, and now I can relax. Mind. Well, yeah. and I think necessarily it wouldn't have to be someone coming in from out of town. Like, I think there's, like, a whole market of, like, people. I don't think anybody knows about this service. It's so cool. Like, you can go anywhere. And I, I, I've looked at, like, some Michigan places and some, um, yeah, I think totally try it. I, I, yeah. I'll send you a link and you can look at it but um i'm actually going to be in nashville next week um my parents and i are going nashville to- i imagine it's a little easier to get somebody I know. yeah <laughs> you're right i'm in East <laughs> nashville <laughs> with a sweet dog named bear from the fifth through the eighth but um i don't so you're so you're going to watch bear uh-huh. and you're staying for free yeah 
in Nashville. Wow. Yes. For you, this is. Oh my gosh! Like I you know. get to go be a caretaker for a few days. Yeah. You get to go to a cool city. Yes. Not and you, and you get, can, there's you could go to Spain for like a month in the summer. Like there and is lodging is completely covered. yes in these really cool places. You could go to Australia. You have to get yourself. No, you there. should do. I'm going to do another plug. Uh huh. I just heard about this dude on another podcast, and I've talked to him twice since then. He goes by Mo Points. Okay. okay? Oh. He is a travel hacker. So he's like, he goes, I don't care how little you spend, how much you spend. I can get you the right rewards card. You don't have to change your spending habits. I will send you places, business class, round trip for free. He said ASAP. So I got his big hour long consultation. The dude's right. Like it doesn't matter what you spend. He can figure it out between if you talk to Mo and you just move like expenses onto a card that you pay off at the end of every month. And then you have lodging covered through this. Then you're traveling. You're going like around the world for yes. at no cost. Oh my gosh. You might and want to talk to Mo. I think, will you send me this information? I will. Okay. I will. This is the, I desire freedom and flexibility in my life. And that means I'm building things differently so that it like allows for that. And like he looked at a month thing and he's like, I don't know how you feel about Asia, but $19,000 first class round trip, like you won't pay a dime. What? I was like, Mo, you're my guy. Nineteen thousand yeah. dollars for a flight. Yeah, that's what things cost. So he he tends to look. I had to talk him down into like the normal stuff. He tends to look at like first class. You're in the flatbed pod. So like if you're cool with traveling economy, which I told him like, dude, just get me a seat on the plane. He's yeah. like, oh, this this will be real easy then. Because I think <laughs> I think me in, put me in the back put me in the chair. overhead. <laughs> Like, I think previously he did travel arrangements for, like, Fortune 500s, and that's how he knows all these travel hacks. Oh, wow. But, like, he'll... Mo Points, is he on Instagram? Uh, he might be. Uh, he I should be if he's he, uh, But he's also, like, the consultation's free, and he'll, like... What? He'll, the consultation is free, so he'll look at your stuff on Zoom, a 15-minute call, and he'll okay. either say, it's worth paying for my one-hour consultation, mm. or it's not. But at that 15 minutes, like, he'll figure it out, and he... uh. So, like, there's a chance you could have your flights covered, yeah. your lodging covered. Okay. I mean, look, and then you could be, and now, I mean. This is honestly, this Eli, is Eli, RIP. Now you can go anywhere you <laughs> want. Him. I know. And he goes with me. Yeah. In spirit. I mean, <laughs> I mean, imagine saying, oh, I'm going to Spain for a month and you're not paying for flight or lodging. Yeah. I know. That's, that is what, like, this new kind of, what are they calling it? Kind of that mass exodus from, like, the working culture. What are they calling that? I don't know. The, 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 the grand resign, the grand, okay. the grand resignation, right? So it's like so many people are leaving their full-time jobs and, and doing remote working and things like that. That is what, the, that's the world we live in. It's like people are realizing I can work from home. I can work from anywhere. And then that really changes up. Like, well, then where do I want to live? And that's, I think here's my segue into like actually what I'm working on right now is like community is so important. If you, there's anywhere in the world, like I do desire to like travel and go and be places, but I'm rooted somewhere and I'm rooted right here in South Bend, Indiana. And that's because of community. And there is such beautiful, rich, deep community here um, that this is where I choose to be. And um, yeah, I think there's something about being rooted and then growing from a place of like a good foundation. And that's what I'm doing with local spirit now is really kind of harnessing the power of community. And creating programs and services that get people tapped into that community that I experience quick and fast and in meaningful ways. But I love this. Mo Points, Trusted House Sitters, 
and then come plug in. And I'm in. sure there's more there. Like, figure something out for, like, food or experiences. Yeah. You could hack your could. way. And then you know what it turns into? What? Um, like, Leslie Travels. Yeah. And now you are the con- the consult for, here's how you hack your flight, your stay, your experiences. Yeah. And then you get do to you do know that. Do you know the one issue with all of this? Everything that I think you're describing with, like, the points and everything... That, I think, requires a level of attention to detail. So here... That does not... Here's the very, not within here's the very elevator pitch to where you could... So, like, when, when I talked to Mo, he was, like, his big 55-slide presentation that he did for whatever. He was like, honestly, you should have, like, eight of these credit cards open. I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. I was <laughs> like, if it's, like, the very dumbed-down situation, it's you could open a single, like, very high whatever point with a huge sign up bonus. Mm-hmm. And basically like you would have to take a three month period and whatever your expenses are that either you put on other credit cards, yeah. you pay in cash or whatever, put it all on this card, ramp it up. And that's it. Like there's no, like there's no things you have to remember to do every week. It's just piling mm. up points. And he said the big mistake I made now it's getting into like nerdy talk or whatever. The big mistake <laughs> I made is I have a card that's tied to a single airline. So my card, my card is tied to Delta. Oh. He's like, you need like this. You need the freedom to be. He's like, it's a whatever card and you just transfer to whatever airline you want. I just saw someone talking about this and it's those points transfer. Yeah. And then that's how you. Cause he said, he said where a lot of people get screwed up is they have these cards are tied to an airline and then you redeem it through the card. He's like, if you transfer it first, oftentimes they give you like a 40% increase, 40% bonus. <laughs> Yoder just gave me a very unique, uh, Hands. salute. Yeah. Um, but you get like a 40% bonus. Yeah. But like a lot of, some of these offer like 150,000 points or miles. Oh man. Bonus. Like that yeah. is getting you close to Spain. Yeah. Round trip. Oh man. And you're not changing it. It's not like you have to go so out and pump up expenses. So next time I come on the podcast, yeah. I will have done some of this. Yes. <laughs> you and Mo will be boys by then. <laughs> I'll have my own YouTube channel, yeah. and it's Leslie Travels. But think if you do, so if you if you do that with Mo and then your mm-hmm. pet thing, and then you figure out, like, the equivalent of experiences and food, yeah. you could document, like, your Spain trip. That would go viral. Oh, yeah. Be like, I went to Spain for a month. Does that mean I have to learn TikTok? Because that's a deal breaker. I'm not. What do you have against? <laughs> stick the reels if you want to do reels. I know. But you, yeah. you'd have, but like if you could have the headline of I went to Spain for a month yeah. and spent $260. Here's mm. how I did it. Mm. See, I think there's totally a market for that. I don't know if I have the time or the energy to explore it. Does that make sense? Like, I also. If there's something that I want to do and it's like a cool experience, like I just want to give the small businesses my money. That's why I make money to give it to small businesses that hands down, like that is cloud walking coffee right now that they, they get most of my money because I'm doing their lattes or their toasts or their. <laughs> so you're just jacked up on caffeine oh, all day. Oh man, <laughs> to the point where my heart, I recently it's like, maybe I need to like slow down. I'll be teaching a workout class and I'm like, can't breathe. And I'm like, is this a caffeine? What's going on here? <laughs> You could, are there pure bars overseas? Not overseas, but like you can travel and teach at other pure bars. Low points will fly you there. You stay there and watch a dog and yeah, you yeah. are making money there. You say, I did a week, some beautiful place in California and made money. I'm telling you, well, there's the, a whole marketing plan behind this. I love this. Okay. So next time Leslie travels, I'm writing that down. Yeah. I'm making a mental, like also that could just be the local spirit travel. Leisure Leslie. Cause you're. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I 
desire to live my life yeah. in leisure. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I do not like hustle and grind. I like working hard for the things that like light me up. But if it doesn't light me up, good luck. And I like working attention. hard so I can not work hard. You oh, wait, I mean? hold on. Let's break that down. That I, is different. I work in very concentrated spurts. It's kind of like the Tim Ferriss 80-20 thing. Yeah. So it's like if I can dedicate three hours to work like almost maniacally hard mm. to the other what, 14 hours I'm awake, I don't have to do anything. And I mean, yeah. you've seen it with it. Like That's we, cool. We roll in at nine for work. We're usually out by three. We don't mm-hmm. work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's like if you're getting your work done in those hours, why would yeah. I want employees So here? what I'm hearing is some structure there. I mean, I'm trying. It didn't used to be that way. Like it yeah. used to be the 18-hour days or whatever. And that's probably still necessary for yeah, some for services some. at a point. Yeah. But like why put in those days if you can't as soon as possible stop doing those days? No, I love that. See, I'm in this season of like figuring out what do I want my workflow to be. And I, it seems to me like having those concerted spurts are really helpful. But I and I don't know if this is healthy, but like I just love what I'm doing so much. I don't well feel that, like I'm working. That's the best place to be at too. Like the the this the startup I'm trying now is on the big rip side with like yeah. newsletter, podcast, video series. Yeah. When I'm doing that, it doesn't feel like I'm working. Exactly. And it's it feels like a flow, right? It's work. Like this but it's like I'm this is probably what I'd be doing like in my free time anyway. So yes. let's make it happen. Yeah. But I, I basically work on like when I can remove anxiety. When I start to get mm. real anxious, I have to clean the house or I have to mm. like I have to create order or control. Yeah. So Sunday nights, I love like Sunday night. I will plan my week because otherwise I'm, I'll be a disaster Monday night. I won't sleep Sunday, but if I can at least do an hour Sunday night to be like, here's what my week's going to look like. Let me tie up loose emails. Um, Aren't you the zero inbox? Guy? So I'm very, so the other <laughs> thing that, that can run into problems, I'm very, very, very OCD. So I, you'd, 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 rec- you'd like this. I recently took a brain scan um, with a client down in Tennessee okay. and it like, reads your brain okay and in what way so like like what does it tell you scar tissue alzheimer's really mood disorders it's not like an mri it's like more of a egg or eeg something like that so like they put a cap on and filled it with gel and like i had to do visual tests and i didn't tell them anything so like i could tell them and yeah but the test came back with five markers that was like so obviously anxiety was very high ocd was very high tinnitus which is ringing in the ears it knew that Really? And then the thing that was kind of a uh, surprise I didn't know about was a uh, TBI, which is traumatic brain injury. Yeah. That was probably a concussion. I was about to say basketball. Yeah, basketball, football. So it wasn't a huge deal. It was probably a concussion back in the day. But like my OCD is... Is it like one concussion? Like can it... Mine was MTBI, which is mild. So So it has different tiers of TBI? So I think it's, from what I understood, talking to a doctor, it like reads scar tissue. Mm. Um, I know. I have some of that from sports. So it's... The, these machines are awesome, and it's so cool. It and this is a tw- client of yours. Yeah, it takes so twenty minutes. This? Takes yeah. twenty minutes. Um, the owner of it's in Tennessee, but the owner's actually here local in Granger. Cool. Um, but it's with my with my OCD, how I get over. So I, I'm text zero, inbox zero, call zero. So I have no text messages on my phone ever. Like, can you see this from here? Oh, so I'm looking at an iPhone <laughs> home screen with red dots everywhere. <laughs> Compare I have, that. I have 205 text messages. To this. And, and all 30, the. Whoa. All that red on the bottom is since we started recording. So that it was zero before. See, that. I don't even see red on here. Like oh, 32. 
almost 33,000 emails. That makes me very... 722 calls, 205 text messages. I would... <laughs> I'd be a mess. So when I want to... Like, I, can't, I kind of am a mess. Maybe. I can't even have my notes app <laughs> yeah. unorganized. So if you look at my notes app here, you'll see what? I, I like, have... It has to go in order of length of word down. So if I update... You see it says June goals. Yeah. If I update that, I have to go update the other three. So then it gets back in order. So that is... It's bad. A thing. Yeah. So the issue is I all... How much time... Hours a day. Do you... Like, because the reorganization of, of just what you described... Yes. Takes, takes time. time. I, I know it's not healthy. It, like, the issue is I I often have thoughts. I'm like, oh, I need to remember that. So I'll mm. text myself. Cause Are you I, ADHD too? Yeah, I had a little bit of a tension issue on there. Because that's what, like, oftentimes folks, I'm very much ADHD, but folks like us, we don't trust our brains. It's it's not, yeah, I, I guess it is kind of that. I want to remember. So I'll text myself and then delete the text, but I know it'll go to my MacBook. So next time I go to my MacBook, I can transfer it to, Whoa. like, whatever notes. You're also, like, a really incredible systems person. Yeah. Is it Because I get stressed out if not. Kyle, it's like the inner workings. It of becomes a problem too. Like it, now it's at the point to where employees know, like they're like, Oh, I sent you something yesterday. I assume I'm going to have to send that to you again. And I say yes. But now I've also come up with a burner email address. So if I email you and uh-huh. I'm like, all right, I'm telling Leslie something I might want to reference it later. Well, I have to be at inbox zero. So I blind copy in my burner email that I never check. That way, if I do need to reference it, I can go to my burner email and it's all in there. But that's not on my phone, so it doesn't bother me. Wow. Pretty weird. Have I ever told you my typing thing? No, tell me. So Leslie is a 33. Pinson is a 15. Mike is a 12. What are you doing right now? What, what is TV's a 20. So I do that all day long with every word I hear. So Leslie, if I'm typing, L-E-S-L-I-E, 33. I had three on this hand, three on this hand. What? Hair is a 22. Sweater is a weird one. That's 70. It's, so you think if you're typing the words. Okay, what I'm hearing is you're a genius. No. <laughs> but it Was does. It te- were you tested for that? No. Okay. It makes me a very fast typer because I'm typing in my head all day long. So sweater, if you think about it, type sweater with your hands right now. I can't. But if, say you have a keyboard, type yeah. the word sweater. I was really bad it's at. It's all t- your left hand. So that's is a it? 70. Yeah. S-W-E-A-T-E-R. Okay, so this is great podcasting, by the way. No, I know when I was, um, let's see, in elementary school, computers came out for yeah. me. So you did Mavis Beacon and all that. Yes, Mavis yeah. Beacon. <laughs> 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 Holy shit. Yeah. Yes, and you had those little covers. Yeah. That you had to put your hands under and type. Yep. I cheated, and so. <laughs> okay. Not wrong with that. <laughs> I'm not the best typist. I'm also not on my computer all day. I'm like so. Out even in the when world. I'm not on my computer, it's like that is. So like fascinating Matt, the way your brain When Matt works. walks in, I'm going to be like, oh, 31, M-A-T-T. Yeah. 23. Oh, my gosh. Pretty weird. Okay, so I feel like you would appreciate this. Um, We have a m- mutual friend, Paige, from Luxwagon. Yep. I was telling you about this new podcasting equipment called Descript. Yep. yep. So I was editing our podcast that I'm releasing soon, Um, and she's super ADHD just like I am. But what's cool about this editing, this podcast editing, is... It'll, it like shows the transcript of like what is being said. So you can go in and like not just hear for the edits, but like read the edits. And it is fascinating to listen and to like 
read a conversation between two people with extreme ADHD because... I imagine it'd stress me out. I bet it would because <laughs> here's what happens. I've noticed this within myself, but then I noticed it when like Paige and I are talking. We are on the same wavelength, and so we don't skip a beat. But what happens with ADHD is you will start to say a, a sentence which triggers a thought, and then you go two more thoughts and then you get to what you really wanted to say. Does that make sense? So there's like and two when there's half two thoughts. people, yeah. And when it's two people on the same page with that, it can yeah. yeah. But it was like, and when you step back and look at it, like I edited the the conversation purely to be like I wanted there to be flow. I didn't want it to feel like I took out important right. parts. But there was absolutely sections of our conversation where there's like two half thoughts that never got finished that aren't actually meaningful and important, but that's just how our brain worked to get us from point A to point Z very quickly. And it was just fascinating to be, it felt like I was on the inside of our brains when I was editing that podcast because I was seeing how the brain worked. And that's what we're getting with you today is we are listening to how- You should try this brain scan. I'll, I'll show you like the screenshots yeah. that, I, that I took from the brain scan and then they have a neurologist look at it. Mm. Probably get you either. We'll, we'll try for your discount. We'll work on Tim. But it's- um, and like he followed up and basically like he gave me recommendations. Um, so he does give you recommendations on how yeah. to like mitigate what and came he's up. Very, um, and he's very open about this too. So I actually just talked to him yesterday. He said like he doesn't like chemical drugs. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to do I'm everything all natural. So he's that like plant medicine. Yeah. So <laughs> so he's like yeah. So he's like we're gonna do everything all natural. That's he, coming. Yeah. Never he mind. sent me three natural um, like supplements. He's like if you want to do the drugs to work with it like after this, it's yeah. always an option. We always give the patients that option. Yeah. But I always recommend trying this first because what's it gonna hurt? Mm. Like if you, he's like we like to try natural. Um, yeah. And uh, oh my like gosh, even all the way down to water. So I think you'd like this brain scan. It I think there'd be some weird stuff that shows up. I'm going to tell a quick story and then I know we kind of probably need to wrap. But um, when I had back surgery, it was six years ago this month, actually six years ago, April 25th. Um, but I was coming out of surgery and a little backstory. My mom had died of a seizure when she was 31. So I'm 31 having this surgery. My parents had flown up here um, for that. And I'm coming out of anesthesia and all of a sudden, I'm having what they think is a seizure. And, like, my face goes blue, and I am, like, shaking. But, the le like, the levels aren't really checking out. They're, they have no idea what's going on, but everybody around me is, like, freaking out. And, like, my poor dad, I can't imagine, like, how triggering that might have been, thinking your child was having a seizure um, after losing your wife to a seizure. But what was so interesting is, like, my experience like that's what the doctors and nurses saw was me on a table having a seizure what was going on in my body I was Miss Pac-Man and I was in my body and I was moving through you're saying like the video <laughs> game <Yes>. okay <laughs> like I was in my body as Miss Pac-Man and I was moving through the tunnels of my like veins and there was this darkness that was after me and I felt this warm, friendly presence that I actually felt like it was my mom. And this warm, I was like, it was like this race. I was trying to move through the tunnels of my body to get towards the light. And this darkness was after me. And this warm presence guided me to the light. And so I come out and awake and I go, 
I made it. And then so you're loving life, and they're all still panicking. And then, the- <laughs> then they kept me overnight. It was supposed to be like I was supposed to leave that day. They were like, "What the heck was that?" Wow. I think I honestly I've watched a documentary on. I think it was Netflix. It was something I was where say, they talked about. Did you die? It was a near death experience. And I'm not kidding. My life has gotten weirder and wilder in terms of like being more in touch with the other side since that moment. Like it felt like I was in this in between state. Like I started feeling my mother's presence a lot more. My mother who is in heaven. Like that that was like me having back surgery five six years ago was a turning point in my life. But I but I had to do brain scans, and they just to make sure it wasn't a seizure. And I have like white dots on my brain. I don't know if you if they would have pulled that up in your scan, but I didn't. So I was hesitant to get it because I knew things were going to pop on there that yeah. I prefer just just to not to ignore. Yeah, like I've always been doing. But I did it because I was like, yeah, it's, it's free. I should probably do it. And then like I didn't want to go into weeds on the actual report because mm. I was like, I'm going to see a because word, it, and then it's going I'm going to Google going that to word. Spiral. Yes, and it's going to be a disaster. My doctor said, don't look this up. Because yeah. mine was like, this could be early onset dementia or right. Alzheimer's. And or so I was like, I'm, I'm going to let him call me and tell yeah. me like high level, his high level. Yeah. And like, I'm even going to warn him be like, dude, if you think it'll freak me out, just don't, <laughs> just, don't just like, <laughs> you know, my scan yeah. with anxiety. So he was very, he don't was very, me. he was very cool with it. He was like, eh, yeah. like not, not Keep that concerned. Posted. So. I'm so interested to know like what he has you try and like, if you find any of that effective. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, we're about to wrap right now. I'll show yeah. you. Maybe, maybe yeah. you'll identify some of these. You'll know what they are. Maybe you, because I've, I've never been in like the natural stores. He yeah. said, you oh, we find these in heaven or in heaven and earth. And yeah. Stuff. yeah. 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 So. Up in Michigan. Yeah. So where can people follow along on your journey? Uh, your right path? now, the best place, Instagram, Leslie Clay yeah. at Leslie Clay, because I have two websites that are coming. They're not up yet. And yeah. they should be up soon. I'm going to be doing my walking tours this summer. We're kind of time traveling. So maybe by the time they yeah. listen, it'll be up. Yes. Okay. Hopefully. Yes. Okay. Leslie Clay. <laughs> Come find me there. I'm up to lots of stuff. And uh, that's where I will be most um, up to date with information. Awesome. Kyle, always a pleasure. Thank you, Leslie. Yes. Thank you so much. Bye, friends. So fun. This has been a production of the Alpha Dog Podcast Network. Find more shows at alphadogagency.com slash podcast.